And this is Brenda the Bender. Yo, shout out to Melly Soul. Thank you so much for coming through last week singing, I won't smoke weed or the burn off my hair. Wasn't that the song she made up? <laughs> I don't remember. Don't cut your hair while you're smoking my weed. My state of affairs was not there last week, so I don't recall. But, um, Listen to last week's cast. You know, that's how she started it, like with her own little freestyle that she created on her own. Um, just remember Melly Soul Thanks so much Check her out on SoundCloud You know she's a Underground artist Trying to come up To the top ground And I must say A lot of people Appreciate it I got some feedback A lot of people Appreciated her being On the cast So you know She's always willing To join us Whenever you know we have an interesting topic, which is always. So, Melly Soul, holla. Holla. So, can we just talk just a few moments about Melly Soul giving Shaw uh, some cookies uh, oh that had a little <laughs> marijuana in it? I don't know. What what was the flavor? She has, like, a different flavor and all kind of stuff like that. It, it was indica, like, whatever, you know, the... Edibles give off. Is it indica or stevia or something like that? I thought stevia, stevia was like a sugar. sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I just know stevia is a sugar. Anyways, you edible eaters know what I'm talking about. Uh, but so Melly Soul made this cookie specifically for sure. Um, she gave her the cookie, and as you saw in the cast, her decline was quick. It was not quick. I hate when you say that. It was not quick, okay? Her decline was rapid. Once it started declining, yeah, can we say this? Once you started declining, mm-hmm. it just yes. kept going. Correct. By the time I left her, she was like a baby sitting in a corner rocking. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You know, this really, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, this gave me, like, a real metal feel. Like, I didn't want, you know, Benda even talking anymore. I just wanted just to lay back and relax, yo. Now I understand what people talk about. Lay back. My mom and my money and my money I was like, why does she keep talking? Well, you yeah. said that on the cast last week. <laughs> Can we stop talking? <laughs> I think you owe them a, the podcast, fam, an apology. An apology? Why would I apologize? I don't feel sorry about anything. That you told them, I don't want to talk anymore? I that's mean, what that we. Was, that's what we're here to do, sis. That was what, talk. That was what I was feeling. Talk not. Talk not. I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. I don't think our apology is needed. However, I would say, you know, I'm gonna have these edibles again, just not <laughs> while I'm casting. <laughs> but I slept like a baby, and then even to get up in the morning. I did not want to get up. Was Which was like, a work oh, day. She had yeah. to go to work that day. I was like, I still felt it the day after. But again, shout out to Melly, you know. I gotta keep that's my new dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Melly, we know you're not a dealer, you're just a crafter of the product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about the product. Why don't you give the well no, let's not wait, let's go to you. Before we even get to, to anything else, let's talk about Bender. Who then took the edibles a few days later, okay? <laughs> and of so, course she gave me her story when using air quotes. Because her story was a bit amended. I don't know. I had a real story from someone who was with her while she took these edibles. And from what I understand, her Can I tell the story? Rapid. Her decline was rapid. And you he was not story. telling the truth. And you, oh, he was not telling the truth. I don't know. 
initially her and I was speaking about it. She gave me her, you know, she gave me her spiel, how it went. And then she decided to call this third party to say, hey, yeah, tell sure how it went down. So it's almost like she trusted this person to tell, to tell the truth how it went down. So when he started telling me how it really went down, that's when she started carrying on. You're lying. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. And it was like, whoa, sis, you used him as a witness. You brought him on the stand. And now she doesn't want him to speak. Anyways. But what I understand. Can I say what happened? Wait, wait, no, I have to say what he said. Well, let me say what I said first. Oh, God. Jesus. So, we had a different flavor. Sure had chocolate. I had a cookie. I don't know if it was a different type of cookie. I had a sugar cookie. But I have to say, by the time Shaw brought it to me, they were all crumpled into bits and pieces. There was not one whole cookie in the back, okay? <laughs> so, you know, she said he. So, this was my boyfriend. So, we sat down together. This was our plan. Like, Saturday, we were going to do this. When I finished my chores, I was, like, frying fish. I was doing all these little things around the house. And then, instantly, we turned around, and I take a piece of this thing. I feel for myself, like, in 30 minutes... It just started going left. I, I felt like immediately my heart started racing really, 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 really fast. Um, and it raced to the point where I was like, yo, I think I'm having a heart attack. And he was like, no, you're not. And I was like, no, 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 for real, for real. Feel my pulse. Feel my pulse. Which he did not know how to do correctly. And I was like, just get over me, man. You don't know how to do this. Feel my pulse. Then he launches into this whole conversation. <laughs> I have to tell you, I... At one point, told him, please stop talking because I cannot comprehend (laughs) what you're saying. You could see he was telling me a deep conversation, and I was looking at him. And I I mean, like every conversation, I kept repeating like a a paragraph that he would say. He would say something, I'd be like, wait, so what you just said to me was, and then my answer was, wasn't that a good answer? (laughs) It was just totally crazy. So, you know, I'm like, I'm going downstairs to put some clothes in the dryer. He's like, I'll come with you. I'm like, I can walk on my own. I don't need you to walk with me. I didn't realize it then, but when I got upstairs, I was staggering slightly like I was drunk. I was going, you know, a little drunk stagger (laughs) every now and again. He was, like, imploring me not to bathe before I went to bed. I was like, no, I have got to bathe. I even remember kind of saying to myself, like, Next thing you know, so you're going to say, have a dirty pom-pom. I was like, that's what I said. I was, like, totally... Off the wire. And he's like, babe, just please go to bed. Go in bed. And I'm like, no, I'm going to bathe. And I get in the shower. You know when you lift that leg up, ladies, to do a little in-depth cleaning. I was like about to fall out in the shower, staggering through the shower. It wasn't a good look. <sighs> Anyways, I'll just, I'll just, you know, give the quick and fast, dirty version that she went through her long-winded fib of a story. That, that was Basically, true. But what I understand... And, you know, I was giving her the, the B.O.D., the benefit of the doubt, that maybe she had a decline, like, you know, because Mel did say it would give you, like, a 45-minute to get in to really feel it. He told me it was, like, five, maybe <laughs> ten minutes. That I don't believe that. Additionally. Plus, I was said, drinking, wait, too. I was drinking. Yeah, I drank, too. What was your point? No, I was drinking before I started. I before. I was I drinking, and I was drinking well. whiskey, that vodka. Anyways, and then... He told me that she was like, oh, my God, check my pulse. My heart is beating so fast. Check my pulse. It's beating so fast. It's beating so fast. Touch it. You feel it? It's in my neck. It's in my neck. He said that she kept on begging him to check her pulse. 
And lastly, you know, he did confirm that she was very off balance. Very off balance. So, I mean, parts of her story sound like it's a bit true, but she she added a little stuff in it. I don't know. But the bottom line is, she was no better than I. And, and I was just caught on the cast. And I don't mind revealing my true self to you, cast members. So, I don't mind it. You know what I mean? And just to let you know that no judgment here no judgment well you know at the end of the story he told me i'm not allowed to do this unless he's in the room unless he's present unless he's present i cannot do this because he's very worried about how it works out for me (laughs) let's be real you know i never smoked weed i smoked weed once as a youth um and i haven't done it since then so you know my body was just not acclimated to it but but just as a um just just as a correction to what i said earlier um, so the edibles occasionally differentiate marijuana content by having indica, sativa, or, oh, sativa. A hybrid, or a hybrid. So, yo, Mel, I'm gonna be hollering. <laughs> Holler at your girl. <laughs> we'll see. So shout out Melly Soul. Yo, podcast family, podcast family, podcast family. I have an announcement. I have an announcement. I have an announcement. I'm divorced. She is a hundred percent. I'm divorced. divorced, folks. She is going back to her maiden woo, age. Woo, 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 woo. Who knows for how long? But she's that was so funny. The judge was like, "You know, you can keep the name." I was like, "No, thank you. Please, I want my name back. Please, get me out of this hell." The, na- the, 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 na- the name stays home. The name stays home. I turn it would say. I'm so excited. I'm divorced. I am. I am tremendously excited for you. As well. I'm so excited. This has been a long road, and you know, it's been rough sometimes, but. To God be the glory. Great things he has done. <laughs> so anyway, Jesse Smollett. You know, this is a little quick update uh, on update, him. Update, update. I'm sick of these people. Update on Jesse Smollett charged with 16 counts of, what was it, fraud? Was it, that's what they're calling it, fraud? I, I don't know what they're calling 16 it. counts. You know, they're taking him off of Empire. Poor guy. I mean, this Poor is just. Guy. This is just. I mean, Mel did bring up a good point about this is an opportunity for him to get the help that he needs. The sad thing about it, as we stated before, it just took him to embarrass us colored folks out here during Black History Month. You know, so that I mean, that was a real sad part. But um, you know, outside of this whole trial that he's gonna have to go through, you know, and these two Africans, <laughs> like, I wish Jesse Smollett the best mental health provider he could get <laughs> to deal Pretty with Pretty much. Issues. I mean, but really and truly, you think about it, this guy is facing 16 counts of whatever while for committing a false report, right? And they said that some of the charges could be up to three years for one Charge. count, right? Yeah. But think about all of these other white people that have gone around and made false claims to the police. Barbecue Betty, Cornerstone yeah. Caroline. Where, did they go to jail? Did they have to face charges? But... Jesse, this is what you show. This is America. And the way, you know, I'm not giving you pass because you're black. What you did was wrong. Mm-hmm. But now we'll see how the jury feels. Sing him a song while you understand. People love your songs. He sings? On the show. Oh. <laughs> That's not his song. It's probably freaking, what's his name? Lee songs. Another hey. person, another update, R. Kelly. Sad. Ara. With this interview with Gail King, at some points he looked like he was about so the to beat. Was after because he went back in. Like no, he, the interview was before he went back in. Oh, got it. So you know he got out on bail. He went. Gail King did the art, the interview. I don't know why he chose Gail King. That's what I want to know. Do these people 
people who are getting interviewed, do they, do they cho- choose who the person is that's going to interview them? They did. He probably chose her because, you know, she's black. She's Oprah's friend. I don't know why R. Kelly chose Gail King. But, okay. you know, basically he was saying... On, they showed Friday morning, or was it Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. they showed a preview of the whole interview, right? And on the preview, he was like 10 minutes, and all of her white count hosts, co- co-hosts mm-hmm. were all sitting there saying, I was so afraid for you, Gail. I was so afraid. Did you feel like you were in physical danger when he was jumping up? Oh, my God, I was so afraid. Oh. And she was like, I didn't ah. feel afraid. I didn't feel like he was going to hurt me. I felt like yeah, I could have gotten, I know I might have gotten hurt, like, the way he was flailing his arms, but I didn't think that like, he was going to intentionally hit me. Yeah, you know, that's why you always got to make it seem like all black people are savages. Like, the minute we raise our voice above seven, it's like, oh my God, they're going to murder me. Yeah. I mean, and this is how false claims become, you know what I mean? Like, come on. So after that, they, on... I think it was Friday night, they played the whole interview, where R. Kelly also had two women that are currently living with him. One woman was 23, one girl is 24, that live with him now. They're both, and they were both very adamant that they were in a relationship with him. Um, they did say on the news that R. Kelly was into was in the room during the interview. Um, I guess that kind of sets the tone for how the woman was speaking. Um, and they were very adamant, like, yes, we're with him. We're in a relationship with him. 24 and 25. R. Kelly's, what, 50-something years old? Yeah. Yikers. Um, and he was like, I, in the interviews, I don't like, I like all women. All women. I'm Robert Kelly. Why would I have to do this to people? Robert, you know, he was basically saying, like, R. Kelly is his representative for Robert Kelly. And when he's on stage, he's acting like R. Kelly, but he really is Robert Kelly. It was just very crazy. His yelling and screaming at the camera. Is that camera on me? I'm fighting for my life. (laughs) I gave you my career. I must say, I'm surprised that you watched this thing because, you know, you've been very uh, reluctant to to see the real Robert slash R. Kelly. That's not true. I have... um you I have not since watch the, it full since the you did I not did watch it. I did not, but I did not because I didn't want to. Just because I don't have the time. I, if I have other time to Disney sit down, bender. I'm telling you, if I have other things to do, I'm gonna choose between that and other TV shows I want to watch. I gotta stay current. This is us. <laughs> Current on that right now, but anyway. But whatever, you know. But, um, Grey's Anatomy. I gotta keep up. I got a lot going on on TV land, and, then, and I don't have time to be wasting it on foolishness. And then after after this whole interview, he was crying, looking like a little panty panty. Uh, then he got arrested again. No. Yes. Ba- yes. <laughs> Back in jail for unpaid child support. Yes. One hundred and sixty-one thousand. Only to be released again when some anonymous person paid 161000 and coins to get this man out of jail. I could not even c- comprehend who has $161,000 to pay R. Kelly's back child support. But I'll tell you one thing, Andrea Kelly, hold on to that money, sis. Because when that guy gets Who's in, Kelly? isn't that his wife's name, Andrea? Oh, when, she, when Ara goes in... When Aura goes in, there's no coming out. So <laughs> take that money and hold on to it for the next couple of years. Sat down. She, she got issues too. I mean, you know, um, again, you know, just asking this question, and I keep asking the question of how people pick their host or who's going to interview them. And I was thinking the same thing because now, you know, as you know, now they have a documentary called Leaving Neverland, and this is hosted by now, you know, Gail's bestie, Oprah. 
So it's just like, okay, um, why is Oprah interviewing these people, you know, um, with this Leaving Neverland with Michael Jackson? So this, I didn't get to see it, but this is like a real interview. Her sitting oh, yeah. down so with the victims. Hour. This was a four hour. So yesterday, you know, I was, I was looking it up. Um, you know, for the first thing I did see was that the Lakers will remove his song from whatever that they do. I guess his song that they usually play. And then I went to it. I was like, oh, let me read into this. And then I saw that Oprah, with a, a room of 100, and I, I don't want to quote the exact number, but it had a, about 100 and something people in this room that sat there and actually watched this four-hour documentary. And these people that were sitting in the audience all were sexually abused. By Michael Jackson? 100 and some odd people? Not by Michael Jackson. This is just in their life. In their life, they were abused. And, you know, Oprah was saying, you know, I, she said that she herself has, she said, you know, why am I doing this? You know, she kind of said it like, you know, you might be asking yourself, why am I doing this? She was like, you know, during my time, um, my tenure as being a host for a show, I produced 271 episodes based on sexual seduction, she said. Not abuse, because she doesn't even like to use abuse, because she said, as a child, when you're experiencing this, it doesn't feel like abuse. And that's why it's so confusing when people tell, or adults tell their children, tell me if somebody's abusing you, because it doesn't feel like abuse, when it really is. Wow, that's so, deep. Yeah. So Man, like, Oprah, you're still deep. <laughs> deep. You know, and um, these two victims that were on the stage, so, you know, you, you saw when, she, when they panned into the show, you saw that these people in the audience were all so emotional, of course, rightfully so, because they have been, they have experienced some kind of sexual abuse or sexual seduction or whatever as children and growing up. But these two people that were on the show, these two, you know, uh, males, white males, um, they spoke about how Michael Jackson, you know, abused them. Well, now they know it's abuse. At the time, they didn't know, but they said, he said that, one of them said that he was married to Michael Jackson, like he, in his mind, because Michael Jackson told him, "Listen, you know, God." Because the, these people looked at Michael Jackson as God. That's what they said. And my mind, I'm like, how could you even look at someone here as God? You know, you know, I, I just didn't get that. But he was saying, Michael Jackson told him, "Listen, God put us here together. Like we're supposed to be together forever." And what? They actually had like a, a a mock marriage or something like that. Yes, like he what? was married to Michael Jackson. He said he felt this was. He was all in. It How was old was he? Uh, one of them was 11. Oh, no, prior to 11. He said, he said so it was prior to him being 11. And the other one, he said, I, I didn't hear what age he said he was, but he was young wow. as well. But this has gone on for years because he spoke about still having this relationship with Michael Jackson, even at the age of 22. So this is years on years on years. And he says, Michael Jackson intentionally built a wedge between him and his family and maybe just did it, you know. Not to say your family's bad, but almost like I'm the one you're supposed to be with. Depend so, on. Yes, mm. correct. So, I didn't see the whole thing. It was like seven minutes because this thing is very long. It's like an hour if you look at it on, on YouTube. However, this was a major conversation my husband and I had. And I guess it's a, a bigger conversation we can have later on. But just saying, you know, all these people exposing, you know, of course, R. Kelly now exposing Michael Jackson, who's even dead. You know, and they have these black um, hosts you know, doing these interviews and no one is speaking about speaking about it when it's white men. Why isn't Weinstein have a trial? Right, so talking about Weinstein. Even that college that college coach <laughs> Excuse me. who molested all those girls. I forgot what his name was. Mm-hmm. I think he had briefly discussed it prior to. No one's doing specials on that. Or no one's speaking about that. But when it comes to the black man, people are being crucified and on TV and it's this long thing that everybody's so disgusted with. You know, and again, not taking away from the fact that we are disgusted in our own, but what happened to due process and everybody's supposed to be treated equal? I mean, as we know, we do live in America. So. This is America. 
we know how it goes. But that's just something to think about. You know, when we say, oh, yeah, they should be put... They should. I mean, they should be put on the spotlight. And, of course, I always say the wheels of justice grind slow. So I understand it. But what about the others? Let's not forget about the outrage of what the white man is doing in this world as well. All right. Hit it. So. Hit it, Latifa. <laughs> But uh, you know I think this is a conversation We can have later Many people are saying That they should no longer Listen to R. Kelly music No longer listen to Michael Jackson music Yo I just feel like People are still defending Michael Like yeah I heard it like in London But people are like Leave Michael Jackson alone I'm not even talking about Defending him I believe that If what Michael Jackson did Was true These guys are telling the truth Whatever. And if what R. Kelly did is the truth, we know regardless, leave it alone. That's whatever. But the tunes, man. You are not alone. How random that R. Kelly wrote that song uh, for Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yikes. But, but I mean, I'm bad. I'm bad. How you gonna stop listening to tunes like that? Thriller. You remind me of something. What song is that? I don't know. Yeah, you remind me of my jeep. I wanna ride it. You know what I'm saying? When you think of these tunes, man, should you stop listening it. to these tunes? Now they think about the R. Kelly tunes. They're connected it to the girls that he was with. I don't know why. But let's but be realistic. We listen to songs of murderers. Correct. Drug Big dealers. Yeah. Biggie was in jail. And that's a, Biggie yeah. came out and started making. He was selling D rugs <laughs> to kids on the street, and we still listen to his tunes. That so, and I'm just saying, come on here, come on. If we never listened to music for people that committed crimes, we wouldn't have any music. We'd just be listening <laughs> to gospel, and some of them are even doing crimes out there. Correct, correct. <laughs> Sexual crimes. BB Winans, remember DV his wife? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, and so. Some people are dragging Oprah throughout this. It's just a, well, you know Monique is going to jump on board. Oh, yeah, you know. She's probably spearheading it. <laughs> but, um, you know, sadly enough. We didn't talk about this last, I think it was last, oh, because, you know, the edible, you know. But I wanted to mention 90210, Luke Perry, man. Over it. it. You're over it? Why? Go ahead, talk about I it. I love Luke Perry. That was, like, my, my first white boy crush when I was young. I loved it. Uh, sadly enough, he got a he caught a stroke. Um, they said he was with his loved ones at the time, and so you know they asked for you know everyone to you know please give him this private moment to really just you know deal with the, the, the his death you know. So rest in peace, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. But I'm over it. <laughs> you know what? Some people are over. Uh, this Joe Budden statement. I don't know if you guys heard it. Did you hear it? Uh, I did. Do you want to play it for the people or talk I about it? I don't want to play it, but, um, you know, basically it was a conversation that, you know, I don't know if some of you also listen to Joe Budden's podcast. I mean, you only should listen to it after you listen to ours. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, if you have time, you should be doing it that. But um, Joe Budden made a comment, you know, they were speaking about um, Maya. And the conversation kind of went like, oh, you know, what's going on with Maya? No, no, no. Was it Maya or was it Ashanti? I think mm-hmm. Ashanti. What's going on with Ashanti? And they were like, oh, yeah, Ashanti was, you know, in Trinidad for Carnival. She was looking right in that outfit. That's what his other, I guess, co-host, whoever the person he was talking to at the time said. And Joe Bunnett was like, yo, these chicks can't wait for Carnival so they can just go down there and be hoes. That's what you meant left, bro. Left. So... 
um, you know, the commentators got at him. Like, you know, people who had their little YouTube channels. And this one Trinidadian girl, she went in. Like, Joe Budden is an idiot. Does he know what Carnival is about? He's, he's very uneducated. He has no knowledge. And... <laughs> That's how they did, right? That knowledge. Um, but she went in very offended that he would even say that. I connect, um, you know, masqueraders to being hoes. And so, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, really, Joe? You know, because, you know, I kind of rate Joe on some kind of level, you know? And the rebuttal was, how dare you speak about, how dare you connect masqueraders to being hoes when your girl's a hoe on the daily? On the daily. Wow. Like, how she dresses, she just poses in thongs for magazines. And, you know, maybe I took it a little personal. And, you know, my husband and I had this big, like, I want to say an argument, but it wasn't a disagreement where we had to just end it because it was just going on and on and on. And his thing was like, would you be offended if he had said Kim Kardashian went there to be oh? I said, you know, that would that would have kind of taken away from what he said because everybody kind of associates associates Kim Kardashian as being oh. And he said, but what does it matter who? It still was connected to Carnival. I said, no, you're very right. And I went back to him and I said, you know what? I take it back about me saying... And Kim is a hoe. I don't know if Kim's a hoe. We all know that Kim... She was a <laughs> We all know that Kim Kardashian is out there. She likes the black penis all the time. But I don't know if she's a hoe. I don't know the miles on that girl's vagina. But what I do know is that me, as a former... and Well, I wouldn't say former because I will be masquerading in August for Grenada Carnival. I will be in one of those costumes where... See, here comes something. Tons of money. And they think... And I don't want anybody... <laughs> I don't want anybody thinking that. Well, I mean, I, I care less what people think, but I'm just saying to make a statement and say, you know, masqueraders who wear these costumes or whatever are linked to going out there just to be hoes. It's a bit much, Joe. But I mean, do I take it for anything? No, because who the F is Joe? Who's Joe? You know. And you know, you think about what Carnival used to be in the old days when my mother was younger in Trinidad and, you know, Carnival was much more covered up. You know, people wore full outfits. You know, she said, rest in peace to those days. She just came to sign it across. I mean, my cousin was even the Carnival Queen in Little Kuva in Trinidad. I have a picture of her. Shout out, our 1980 Kuva Carnival Queen. Um, but... She probably, you know, she had a little low afro. This was a different time, you know what I'm saying? Correct. But it's fully wearing, it's full clothing. And people yeah. wore, it wasn't, in those days, the, the fastest music people were listening to in 1980 was Swordfish. So, you know, it was like, <laughs> do, 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 do. it wasn't like, big up something. So, when you think about that, yeah, you got that point. Oh my gosh, you, did you see the video? My cousin is at the stage in that video. The one where Mr. Killer comes up out of the audience straight up. And runs in between the crowd, the one with uh, Hussein. I, I'll show you later. I'll show you later. My, my, cousin, <laughs> my cousin talked to me. She was like, do you see anything familiar? I'm looking. I'm like, my other cousin. I'm like, no. She's like, look in front of the stage. I'm like, is that my cousin? Like her whole half of body's on the stage. Ah, 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 ah. Ah, ah. <laughs> No, we love this stuff. Better living by carrots. Yeah, I can't, come on. You know, I can't go to carnival. But. I mean, so I mean, I guess after all the backlash, and I think um, what Joe Budden ended up doing, like at one point he had blocked West Indian Maid because I think they had posted something. Oh about the yeah, show, yeah, yeah. He, he had blocked them, but eventually he did post um, something. I guess halfway apologizing, and it was something like, um, "What do you say? I got it here." On my most recent podcast, we were having a conversation about other people appropriating culture they weren't a part of, as we normally do. We were not discussing carnival, Caribbean culture, or anything of the sort, and never would, as I'm well aware of the strong and proud history and heritage. To anyone who heard that conversation and felt offended, I'd like to humbly apologize. That's just never my intention. 
to those of you outraged by this seven second clip of oil being matched with pictures of beautiful women to push a narrative we aren't adding to let me say oh narrative we aren't adding to let me say i didn't publish that those are not my thoughts or sentiments and i don't feel that way i can assure you your anger is misplaced that isn't journalism it's cheap clickbait to weaponize emotions to push an agenda it's irresponsible and extremely poor taste but bullshit spreads fast so this needs wow. to be said i love me some u.s i don't know what that emoji was again i apologize to anyone i may have offended salute to most of y'all that know what time it is with me for and rest of y'all can feel however you may it's your right peace and love and you know it said you know he might feel he might have something negative to say because you know tahiri has once you know attended and you know a lot of people have attended who I mean, are not West Indian, and you know they appreciate the, I guess, people wanting to come to Trinidad and basically give you know giving them money because it is a money. Uh, yeah, that's how Trinidad makes their money. They don't really yeah. have a lot of tourism. But Ashanti told Marshall Montana, like, see you next year, and we may not see each other together, but we'll see each other on the road. She said that we may not see each other throughout the rest of the year, but you'll see me on the road next year. Mm-hmm. So. I appreciate it. You know, sometimes people don't understand it until they experience the culture. You know, this is like that major hype video of Jamaicans listening to reggae in like 1990. Like, <laughs> please, turn off for the cop. Turn up. Like, the guy was like, man, I go to the bar. The DJ, I pay for foolishness. And now, <laughs> Jamaican people are like, uh, uh, turn up the music. Uh, uh. Yo, that thing was so funny. Major Hyper. Major Hyper, I'm going to repost this. It's you know what I'm saying? We all want. We all want. And Major Hyper was in Trinidad doing Ojo. So, Ojo. Oh, oh, he was there doing Ojo, and he was talking, you know. You know, he took like a true true idea, but definitely. And basically, you know, he doesn't live in New York anymore. He said that he's living in um Atlanta. As you can see, his big house with his new pose. You can tell he's living in Atlanta. So do you know who else lives in Atlanta? What's happening in Atlanta is the Meteor Buffet. <laughs> now, in Huntsville, oh, oh, this is Alabama. ALA is Alabama, right? Because Atlanta is Georgia. Right, Huntsville, Alabama. Two people, they were waiting for the crab legs to come out. And the restaurant was taking a long time. So I'm assuming this must be like a China buffet or something like that, right? And while they're waiting in there, people were saying, they cut me in line. The man was saying, he cut me in line. I was here first because they was basically waiting for the crab legs to come out. And basically, when the crab legs came out, they were waiting for a good 10 to 20 minutes for them to come out. People were getting heated. They were on a line waiting for the food. And they went crazy. They started fighting over the cra- crab legs. This is two men? No, a woman and a man. Chapman and Jinklin, who are going to end up paying the fines um, for the fracas. That's what they call it, a fracas, because they probably were fighting and throwing food. Um, Chapman got a cut on his head. Jenkins was charged with third-degree assault. Oh, my gosh. All for crab legs. Now, I have to tell you, when I saw this, I was like, a fight, over, and it was $10.58 for the unlimited buffet wow, at me. And that's good, because over here in New York, it's like more than that. I haven't been to a China buffet in forever. But the last time I think I was at one was the one on Flatlands, J&K Buffet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know your cousin live over there, right over there by your cousin's house, right? And, um, this was, what they did was, these plus-size women went to this buffet with... Why do you have to say what size they were? They were plus-size women, right? Women going into a buffet. So it was two plus-size women with a little, two little kids, but one little kid was probably about 10 years old. And what it is, they sat down where the people from the kitchen put the food out for the restaurant staff to move the food to 
the hot bar. Is that what you call that place? A hot bar? I don't know. I don't frequent these places. But regardless, this little, the, these plus size women could see when the crab legs was up. So they would send the little girl back to the line for her to fill up the plates. So the little girl went for like three times in a row. She saw the crab legs. She came out. People came. There was no crab legs because they t- emptied the whole pan. They emptied the whole pan and went back to the table, right? The little girl. The plus size women weren't getting up. Just the little girl. So now by the fourth time, people people were like starting to rile up. Like, you know, what's going on? So I saw with my own eyes, people were using tongs from different kinds of food, pushing it in, trying to yank the crab legs out. It turned into a mini brawl. So I could only imagine what went down in Alabama. Over. Alabama? Was it no, I told you Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, okay. ALA is Alabama, <laughs> not Atlanta. This is very sad. I mean, can you again? Can you imagine this, this the size of this little girl? What she's gonna be like? Can we imagine that? Mm-mm-mm. Very sad. Just for some food. I, I don't know why we gotta carry on. Like Feed this. me, Seymour. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> oh my God! And another thing I can't imagine is this thing I heard with this fifth grade class had a mock slave auction unacceptable <sighs> I don't know so you don't know what that is unacceptable yeah I mean it, okay so I guess this teacher I need to, I need to hear more deets and you know the article's not giving me what I need to hear you know but basically what they're saying is that um, you know this lady they said the faculty and staff will receive sensitivity training and students impacted will receive mental health professional support however what this teacher did was, you know, and her argument is that she was basically teaching a class, I guess, uh, you know, giving people the feel of how it was or what it was like back in slavery. And she selected, I think, three um, African-American boys to leave the class, and they had to wear these things around their neck. So I mean, They had to wear something, or did she make them act like they had something? something I thought they said like they that. made it act like they had on fake nooses and stuff like that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Fake handcuffs. Imaginary chains along our, yeah, their necks and wrists and shackles on their ankles, yeah. So... Um, and you know these people had to act like they were auctioning, you know, trying to you know buy, buy them. them or whatever it might be. And of course, the parent was definitely outraged, which I guess she should be outraged, you know. Um, that argument is that you know she was basically just teaching her lawyer because you know she's lawyered up because <laughs> you know they fired her. But <laughs> well, they have her on a, a a leave, as they always say, a leave to determine what they're going to. She's still getting paid. But. Her lawyer said, Miss Antonozzi, which, you know, leads me to believe, which absolutely says she was Caucasian, <laughs> loves her student and is beloved by them. To the extent anyone took offense to a small portion of the overall lesson that day that was used solely to emphasize the tragic injustice of slavery, it certainly was never intended. She looks forward to continuing teaching with the same dedication, sensitivity, and passion that she always has shown. I think it would have been better if she used white kids. To mimic the slave so trade. That's what I was going to say. You know, I mean, but it probably still would have been an issue when you think about it. You know, someone probably still would have had an issue with her doing that. But I mean, what is up with these teachers? Don't you run your curriculum through like someone higher than yourself? I know mm. some schools do give the teachers the, the ability to be free and to kind of just, you know, kind of maneuver and, ch- and adjust their um, their agenda or their curriculum for the, se- for the semester. But how do you just go and say, you know what, let's do this, and not run it by someone higher than yourself? Because clearly, you don't have the ability to to make uh, to consider people, you know, especially people of color in the class. So you have to run that by someone. Like, you know, is this insensitive? You know, it's 
I can I can understand how someone would want to teach this way in terms of giving people the real deal feel. And as Benda just mentioned, you know, having the Caucasian people, you know, recognize or kind of experience what it probably was like so they could really see how this affected the African-Americans back in the days. But just to do this and not run it by someone, I think it was very irresponsible of her, even if her intentions were good as this lawyer says. But let's be honest, people do not believe her intentions were good. And, um, you know, let's see how that case goes. And this is not the first occurrence. They had another occurrence, I believe, in 2011 where another teacher did something like this. But we've heard this sporadically about people having kids lay on the floor and step on their back so they can experience. Remember, we had spoke about this some time ago, about a teacher doing that. So, I mean, you know, this is America. Are you still watching Love at First Sight? I am watching Love at First Sight. I started, but it got kind of like lame Maybe I got to keep with it. You think it got lame? No, it is getting very complex, I would say. So, um, you know, we talked about this before um, with, you know, four couples, eight singles were matched. They decided to take this um, experience and they actually got married to a stranger. And I've been watching this show I've been, since, it, since the inception. I've been watching it. This season, two white couples, two black couples, you know, which I appreciate. Um, and, oh, interestingly enough, this, uh, a few weeks back, what got my attention was an episode about trust. Right, mm-hmm. and so what it was, like I, I could say I do not agree with this, but what the experts do is that they call this episode a trust episode, and what they tell the couples to do is exchange phones. So hey, just switch phones. I mean, I don't know. Do they give them like an opportunity, a kind of like a grace period? You have like an hour <laughs> to give them everything on your phone, and they give it to your partner. But clearly not, because in this particular episode, a young uh, black couple, uh, they swap phones, and. She went through his phone, and he had, like, tons of pictures of his ex, of his ex-girlfriend. Tons That's, of pictures. She said it was all over his, of her booty, of her boots, of her dressed up. Like, this girl saw everything about his ex-girlfriend in his phone. And, mind you, they're married for, like, four and a half weeks now, five weeks. And so she's looking through his phone, and you can see, like... That's the girl whose father wasn't going to walk her down the aisle? Is that the same one? The one that said that she wanted the guy to pay the bills? No, no, no. That's oh, the, the other black The other black girl. It's a young couple. All right. This couple is very young. They're like uh, late 20s. They both live with their parents before. Oh, that's good. That has the long weave. Yeah, no okay. edges. Like her, though, but she doesn't have any edges. Um, <laughs> Yikes. And so, you know, she was just like, you know, and his major thing, the guy that she married, young boy, he, his major thing, you can tell he has West Indian parents. I mean. His, his grandma like Jamaican yes. or something. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. And so much pictures in that blasted house. <laughs> I'm really against this. Yeah, I'm West Indian, but I'm against so much pictures at, in someone's house. Like yeah, I have none. I only have one picture of myself when I was like a baby on my wall. Nothing else. I don't believe in this. And it looks very cluttered. But anyways, I digress. Um, he was very excited to marry this girl because, you know, she likes to cook and clean. So almost like he wanted somebody to kind of replicate Be his, his grandmother. grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who always cook and did everything for him. So coming to this point now, she's looking through his phone. She sees tons of pictures of his ex, like over 400 something pictures. And he sees that she's becoming disappointed. And he's like, you know, what's up? And she's like, all these pictures, you know, I just don't feel good about it. And he's like, so what do you, like, what's, you know, obviously I had a past before you. Correct. Like, what do you want me to do? And she's like, delete them. What? She was like, you know, are you really willing to make this marriage work? Delete them. And he kind of gave her the face like, I almost like. I'll it's still it. on the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the cloud. But you can tell he really didn't want to do it. 
and you know she felt a way about it and you know they spoke what I like about this show they, they always had the support of the experts and so they went to the expert and you know she basically told the expert what's his name Dr. Jeff I love this guy God forbid I ever have marital problems I want to see him I'll pay the money but anyways he was telling her he was telling the guy like why are you holding on to these pictures and he was like I'm not holding on to it it's just that it's there it was there it was like nothing to me you know it was before her I didn't see any harm in it and he was like, well, if you in this marriage to work and you find that something is bothering your spouse, you really should consider getting rid of it. And he said, get rid of the picture. Just get rid of it. If it means nothing to you, get rid of it. And this is what he did. And what are your thoughts on this, you know, Benda? I feel like, you know, people have had a life outside of the life that they're having right now. And especially the show, you know, it's like instant marriage. But, you know, when you get with somebody new, this has been one of my conversations in myself. You know, do you have to forego all previous relationships? Like, if this was somebody that you was with, sleeping with, you know, not to say y'all can't just say, hey, how you doing? But if this was somebody that you was truly in the deep with, you know what I'm saying? In the deep. In the deep. You know? In the deep. And now, you and this person, what, you're going to tell your new partner, oh, me and Johnny going to go out and catch a drink, or I'm going to go by his house and hang? I ain't with it. I mean, we spoke about that in our episode of Exes. I believe we spoke about that. But let's just leave it to pictures and those memories. Let's talk about that, because I tell you... you but know. why are you sitting back lamenting on somebody else's pictures? Damn, that girl got a great booty. I miss it. What I agree with the girl. She should have deleted the pictures. He should have deleted. Yes, them. not all. Not to say you got to delete every record of the person, but how many pictures do you need of somebody to go back and look at them to see their boots, their boobs, their butt? <laughs> well, it's, you know, my cousin and I had this conversation. I was like, you know, I kind of asked like, you have pictures hanging around with you and your ex, and she was like, yeah. I was like. You know, not me. Like, I probably have a few pictures where I look good. Because you look great in the picture. You look great in Like, why should I get rid of this picture if I look amazing in this picture? You know what I'm saying? But most of the pictures, as you said, they're probably, like, back up in the cloud. Unfortunately for me, I wish I had my old pictures. And not just of my exes, because, you know, who cares about them? But because I had great uh, memories, and you just want those memories. But, you know, unfortunately, someone stole, stole it. I knew just where we was going. Sad. sad great pictures. Sad, sad, sad. Blah, blah. I just wanted my pics. But anyways, now I know better because now the cloud exists, which I still have to pay storage for because I have way too many pictures. But I digress. Going back to that, it's like I have things in my, you know, in, in my phone. And I, I just think about if I had to give my husband my phone just randomly, like today, right now, give me a phone. I would be like, uh. <laughs> and not because I'm doing anything, just because of when he sees certain things in my phone, what would his perception be? So, you know, although I ha- you might have, like, a homeboy or something, you'd be like, hey, boo, what's going on? And it's very light, 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 light. <laughs> he mm-hmm. might be like, why are you calling him boo? Oh, yeah, her husband would or be. Or you have certain things where, and this is just in general, I'm speaking, certain things you have, like, a group chat, and there's certain things that maybe uh, a male colleague or something like that. A colleague. <laughs> will send, like, a, like, a, like a, a video of something, which is a little inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. And my husband might say, well, what gives? What makes him think it's okay to send you this video? Because it's a group chat over nothing. He's just said it bad slackness. You know, you know it's I mean? a slackness chat. These are the things that can happen and bring you know kind of dissension between you and your partner, which is so unnecessary because it's not like you're doing anything. But it's just like it's just the way the phone works. I don't know how to put it, but you know. So I will tell you this: my boyfriend has his finger on my phone. Oh, like, you know, well, I don't know, does Galaxy have that? I don't know, iPhone. Gal- Galaxy does it in the back. Oh, they have it in the back. So his finger is programming my phone. The finger recogni- recognition. Yeah, it is. Um, 
And at first, Why? wait, wait. <laughs> let's talk about this before you even go there. How did he get to that point? Did he say, "Hold, let me put"? No, he didn't. One day, um, because Benda is an avid. She was her finger in everybody's phone. <laughs> Very intrusive, just to say that. Her fingers even on my phone. Yes. <laughs> Um, my, my fingers probably in like ridiculous three people's food, three or four, three or four. One, I had my finger on a Galaxy, but the person took it off because it was messing up the online banking. <laughs> I see you, but um, how did his phone, his finger get on my phone? How? I don't know. I felt like one day he was doing something on my phone and he kept passing it back to me to put the password in. I was just oh, like, yo, you? Yeah, Sorry. I no, I, I did. Okay, but. I probably knew his password for his phone before I put his finger on my phone. But I have to tell you, knowing his password, I do not go on his phone. Like, he'll, he'll be in, like, he won't be in another room and I'll be, like, on his phone, like, oh, I'm going to use your phone to look something up. Why? I have my own phone. But if one person doesn't have another phone and we're together and we just have one phone, like, one phone is somewhere else, then the other person will use that phone to do whatever they need to do. Or, you know, he'll be like, oh, can you look this up? And I'm like, well, why? You're right there. My phone is there. Take care of it. Frequently, if we go out and I don't have, like, a bag, I'll say, can you just put my phone in your pocket so I don't even have to carry it anymore? I have to tell you, this dynamic is new to me because when I was with my husband, never would he ever touch my phone. Ever, never. He would or you say that he, like... I would never allow him to touch my phone. Oh, so you wouldn't allow Because he was mad, judgy. Always, oh, what's going on? Who's this man? Blah, blah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with his judginess. And, you know, you don't always have to be Explain. disgusted. Because this guy used to do, like, crazy things. Like, one day, one of my friends at the job wrote his phone number down on a post-it, and I had it in a book that I was reading. And then he was like, whose number is this? And I was like, I don't know, because he didn't write a name. He just wrote the numbers. You know, he wrote, when I went back to that book, he had wrote the person's name in home, work, or home and cell. So, but the person, they had their name there. So no. So he called. And spoke to the person? I don't know. It was a whole drama. I don't want to get into that today. That's another podcast. <laughs> I just remember that story. I'll tell you guys that later. But, you know, he was mad judgy. And, and, and I remember, and I think this was like a turning point in our relationship. One, when we were living on Utica that's where we was and all of a sudden he was in the bathroom and he came out he was just like oh they just called me for overtime and I was just like what your phone didn't even ring and he was like yeah they just called me for overtime I'm going to work (laughs) and I remember like and this was like in the early part of our marriage I kind of was like I don't believe this so I went into the phone and I was like wait wait how did you because you had his password I don't know if you don't know those days the phones were really I don't remember how we locked phones in the old days in the old days I don't remember how it was but I remember going into his phone I was like I don't see a missed call. Where are you going? And I don't know if I looked in the wrong place or I didn't see. And he was like, you was on my phone checking to see if I was going to work. And I think that kind of set up a dynamic for us. It did. It set up a dynamic. You don't go on my phone, I won't go on yours? No, like, I'm watching you. You're watching me kind of thing. I mean, listen, I always uh, believe in respecting someone's privacy. Um, Again, like you said, if... If I need to use a phone, my phone's not there. I use my husband's, he'll use mine. I don't have a problem with that. But for you to, first of all, lock your, you know. And my husband knows my password. Because I've seen him dial it in. I'm like, oh, so you know my password. You know, which I don't business. I don't know his password because his password is six digits. Why can't we just make the password four? I, I don't have the, <laughs> the ability, have the ability to have the six. I'm just not in the mood for the six. But that's so funny because my boyfriend's <laughs> is four and mine is six. And that's probably why I just gave him <laughs> the um, finger. Digits, so I can remember it, even though I'm very good with numbers anyway. But very, I use the number maverick. I, 
you know, I, I don't go into this. I don't look at when he's putting his password. I'm just like, whatever, you know. Again, I always say to myself, if I feel like I need to check someone's phone, my partner's phone, then th- th- that, there's an issue. And if he feels he needs to check my phone, there's underlying issues before he even checked my phone. That means there's trust issues prior to that, and we need to have a bigger conversation. So are you saying if I won't give somebody the password to my phone, it means I don't trust them? No, no, no. What I'm saying is, no, no, no. I'm not saying that, but... If you give it willing, that's fine. But I don't need you to ask me for it and, you know, be like, well, can I get the password? It's like, why do you need my password? What's the what's the reason for you needing my password? I will say my finger is not in my boyfriend's phone because he has a dumb case. And it's just so annoying. So? And I was just like, this is not worth it. I mean, I don't think there should be any set rules in terms of someone's privacy in their phone. Yes. You know, in, in, in the event that I need to use a phone, you have it, I'll use it, whatever, back and forth, that's fine. But it shouldn't be like, well... Why won't you give me a password? You don't, you know, would you hide in something? No. And you should not be scrolling through my pictures or scrolling through my text messages. I don't know what this guy does when I'm sleeping. But when I'm up, he's on his own beat. And I'm on my own beat. And that's how it should be. And you think about it. So would you give your mate the password to your banking accounts? Oh, and if if you have separate, I hope, well, that's if you have separate bank accounts. Yeah, right. I mean, let's say. Well, you have separate bank accounts. Yeah, but let's say you're going to. Let's say you go into the bank and let's say I'm driving. He I say, hey, just can you go run into the bank and I give him my card, I give him my PIN number. That's natural stuff. But almost like, well, you know, I should have your banking code. Nah, son. Nah. No, I mean like to go onto your website, your bank at Chase, to log on to Chase.com no. and type in your login. Shaw sure is great. Password. <laughs> Check on Shaw. Sure. I just want to say, my passwords are always... Like, I'm, my password. I probably know your password if I think about it. My passwords. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I hate to give my passwords. It's something so inappropriate. And to give it to somebody <laughs> like, yeah, big penis nine nine two one. I want to give nobody my password. And I did it that way. So people should not give my password. I'm almost embarrassed. <laughs> Even like my laptop. My homeboy who's at IT, you know, I give him my laptop to fix it. And he's like, what's your password? I'm like, uh, just, just give it to me. I'm trying to get it. But he needs it when I'm not around. He's fixing it. I'm so embarrassed. So that's the point. I reason. think your password is like something with sexy in it, right? <laughs> I'm sexy. <laughs> I give my password to people. That's all I said is one part. What they going to do is our password is sexy show. <laughs> Sounds very inappropriate. Give it Sexy somebody. sure, BC. I'm a Brooklyn Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, I mean, so you know, you think about the levels, and I know some relationships people are very, very trust, I mean, open. Here's my passwords. Here's how much money I have in the bank. You know, $2. And, <laughs> don't charge anything till next week. It's, it's on negative. You know, whatever the case is, some people are very, very open. Some people are very, very closed off. And you know, you got to find a happy true. medium. You know what I'm saying? Like, when do you start talking about finances? And I think that's another conversation. When we we talked about this before, like when do you tell somebody how much money you earn? Because you know this is a very touchy subject. I want to know what the other person earns, but I don't want them to ask me what I earn because they're gonna tell me I mismanage my money. <laughs> I could tell you that already on paper. I told you on paper, my bills say I'm doing great. My my paycheck says I'm doing great. My bill says you need some work. I'm telling you. So I don't want anybody judging me. So I try not to to veer away from all financial conversations as soon as they begin like oh uh, uh, what's that happening over there is that a bluebird <laughs> is that a bluebird but now you know think about it you and the person break up and they have your passwords so yeah. instantly you got to change everything straight away i wouldn't even wait till we break up oh i wouldn't even wait till we break up that was a shade for me because i have i don't have keys to my door i have a code 
assy as shade. But I would not even wait until we broke up. I would see the trouble on the horizon and I would start straight away to change these passwords before we broke up just in case things went left. See, so, so now I gotta be, you know, now I gotta go out my way to change all my passwords. Yes. You know, first of all, I hate changing passwords. That's why, well, sometimes you should not make, well, they say you should never make all of them similar because then you get into one account, you get into all of them. But it's just too much to remember. This is why I appreciate when buying things at PayPal. Because you just have your things there, you sign it to PayPal, and it pays for everything on your accounts or whatever it might be. But so instead of sexy, you just change it to slutty. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so you have to change all your passwords because you know what could happen. Somebody could leave you, and then they could commit identity theft on you. I have considered this with my husband, but Yikes. Good, good, good thoughts prevailed. I thought the right way because I know that guy's social security number like I know my phone number probably better <laughs> some people don't know their phone numbers these days you know you don't, you don't know anybody's phone number <laughs> you don't, if you lose your phone there's like if I lose my phone I could probably only talk to three people and you know, I can't even talk to my kids I don't know their numbers see? I would only be able to I would only be able to call three people maybe four five people right now I may know some people's home number, six. I don't know. Who knows anybody's numbers anymore? Well, back in the day, like, I know people's numbers who still had a number from when I was, like, in high school. Like, I remember their house numbers and stuff like that. But other than that, nah. When nah, you meet no. somebody, you don't ever call them. You always put it in your phone. Yeah. And every time you dial, you just press the button on your phone. Yeah. Sad, man. We're getting dumb. <laughs> so. But, yeah, so, I mean, I would suggest, I mean, let's say if your partner asks, you know, you for a password and you really are not comfortable with it, maybe it's. I guess you need to have a conversation in regards to, you know, what what do you gain from getting my password? Why do you think it's important that you have my password? Don't be offended like, why you need my password? You know, what you need, you kind of trying to look through my stuff. Just ask them because maybe some people feel more secure with knowing that they know everything about you. You know, I feel like no one should know every, no one should know everything about anyone. Like, no one knows everything about me. No one. Some people know bits and pieces. And I know a lot, true. though. I, I, got a, I got the number one score at your yeah. know you at your bridal know. shower. <laughs> you did. I won that game. In your face, bitches! <laughs> your cousin was pissed off! That's out to you. You was like, how does she know all of this? What's her favorite food? I know! <laughs> but yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Like single black, yeah. So yeah, I feel like people shouldn't be offended. You should really have a conversation in terms of what makes someone feel secure in their relationship. And sometimes it is having all your passwords. You know, I have to say the best thing about my boyfriend and me with this password thing is that it happened very organically. Naturally, it was not like, um, can I get your password? It was just something like in the moment. I need. Oh, I want to do something. Well, my phone is right there. And I'm just like, here, just do this. And then after he said the password like three times, I was just like, yo, just put your finger in and take care of this. I'm sick of saying my password over and over again. It was very organic. And, you know, it for myself, I'm often at times like kind of mystified, like how comfortable we are with each other and just like this time frame that we've been together. But it's like literally like, yo, you need to do this. Take care of it. I trust you. If I leave in the morning or to go out and he's at the ho- at my house, I'm just like, yo, see you when I get back and I'm gone. So he can go in and out. He has the code to my door. Um, Older, he does. That's what she was flayed at. But you know. No, I wasn't even talking about that. This current situation. But but wow. <laughs> 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 
about this current situation. Oh, wow. Because I don't know what she's talking about. But regardless, you know, it should happen organically. As you build a relationship, I feel like a lot of time we as women, and probably even men who know what they think, you're almost like pre-planning what should happen next. Like, this is month five. We should be. We're at month seven. This should be. Yeah. And yo, just let it happen. Let it flow. Like, if you meet somebody and you, you feel like after two months you have to be with this person, you have to marry them, you want to be with them, yo, that's on you. Go ahead. But at two months, be, have some, like, cool ahead prevails and say to yourself, like, yo, I don't know how much this is going to really last. I don't know. Put some safeguards in place. Correct. That's all I have to say out there, you know? Trust, but safeguard. I agree. But I also want to say, you know, just to, um, you know, conclude, is that if someone is bothered by something in your phone, you know, as that, you know, instance happened on the show, I think, you know, even if you feel like there's great value in whatever it is in your phone, or you feel like, gosh, I shouldn't. And, you know, trust me, I, I know how that feels. Sometimes, you know, you might have some pictures from Carnival. I don't know. Some things is a little bit, it might look a little worse. She was out. <laughs> <laughs> As your buddy would say, girls go to carnival, this and the old. You might be winding up with a few guys and then it uploads into your phone and your man is looking like, yo. That's, that's what like you was that. doing? I was just so low on this guy. And yeah, you're just having fun. But then they see it and it's like, no, this, this doesn't look right. And I think that's something that people, American people, or even Jamaican people, they don't get. <laughs> whining is just whining. Oh, wow. So I. Anyhow, you whine. It just, it, it has no correlation. Like, because I dance with somebody doesn't mean they're going to be my next baby father. I know, but I mean. And it has been proven, not to cut you off, mm-hmm. that some people that could whine, 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 Kids could whine up in the bed and soft, whine up in the club, but soft in the bed. They don't <laughs> got it in the bed. And I've seen the reverse. People that cannot whine in the club that, you know. Puts it down. I mean, I'm not saying I had like this long history, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have, I, I've lived, okay? I've lived. <laughs> Not as much as you. <laughs> Whatever. But I'm just saying, sometimes you just have to delete things just to show face and show, like, you know, this this does not define our relationship. So whether or not you feel that you should keep it or, dang, this is a nice picture, just delete it. And, you know, I think that was the best thing this guy did was just delete it. I mean, who wants to have 400 like, pictures of their girl or things or artifacts of their other their ex-person? And he was the person for, like, four years. I would think you want to erase those memories. Well, Well, that's you. Wow. You know that. You're out the door. You're out my mind. Out the cloud. Did you buy me this salt shaker? It's in the bin. (laughs) 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 Anyway. Anyway. So, yo, quick shout outs. Um, Jasmine Guy. Did you see her? Yeah, looking good. The wine. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got remember. Uh, what was that show? A different world. world. Yes. Uh, so Whitley. 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 It was her birthday. Happy birthday. 57. She looks good. I mean, I guess all these people are, you know, when they reach these little, but it's not really, I guess milestones, their birthdays. You think they look good. Like, we've seen it with Erica Badu. All these people who are like 50s and plus, they show pictures of themselves on their birthday. And they look great. So... Black don't crack. I just say that the black don't crack. And shout out to Fantasia. Oh, for this Aretha Franklin tribute that she did for her and Jennifer Hudson. I have to say they were looking mad Them snatched. Girls sang. sang, but they were looking great. Yeah. Jennifer Hudson in her little white dress, you know. It took me a while to get to to really recognize and really appreciate Jennifer Hudson as a slimmer figure. But I'm, she really looked great in that white dress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She really looked great. And um, I was just telling you, it looks like a new stylist to have the built-in bra with the sloopy neck. You know, to be honest, can they make every dress that style? Because I need a built-in bra in everything. <laughs> 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 just 
fattening girls up. You know what I'm saying? Headed over the Caribbean corner. Um, Road March. Road March. We didn't say who won, but we all knew who we was going to win. Family. And its competitor was Savannah Grass by my light-skinned man. Cass. But he was in way back second place. Sorry. Why did I say way back second? He was just in second. You know, they, it's, first of all, the reason why we did not know last week by the time we cast it is because they were still deciding who should They were still counting. Counting. Thank you. Not decided. Well, yeah, it was still a decision they had to make after they saw the count. Well, no, once the count is but done, the decision the, is made. We knew who the runner-ups were. We so. knew the, the high people, yes, we did know. So, um, you know, shots, I mean, come on. Family absolutely deserved it. You know, you got people from love and hip-hop and all these places going to Trinidad singing family. Lay, lay. I mean, I'm sure they played that more than the count that they had there. Um, also, too, oh, t- what not? This is hilarious. So this is a, this is a quick conversation that uh, my friend brought to my attention. Shout-out to LG. But... He asked me, he said, you know, if someone has a walker, everyone knows what a walker is, right? These people, like, you roll it, it has wheels, it has, like, a little bench flat, for like people to sit. So you can sit on. Mm-hmm. Someone comes on a train with this. You, as a person who's sitting down, you know, rough day at work, you're sitting down, you see this person rolling, you know, with the walker. Do you think it's right for you to offer a seat to them? I mean, this is very debatable. You know, maybe we should put this up as a poll. But, um, yeah, to offer a seat up to a person that has a walker. What, what's your thoughts on that, Benda? I mean, the walker is a seat. So now you get in a seat and you're holding a space that someone could be standing in. Correct, but does, uh, does this walker, I, this walker, I'm going to post it. Well, Benda will post it because I don't do that part. But um, does it have a lock? Because you think about it, if you're sitting and it has wheels and you're rolling all over the place, <laughs> no, you're going to walk on the train. It locks. It I locks. I see a lock on this one. I mean, it locks. The, the handles right is the lock. Clicks. Oh, so the handles. I was looking on the wheels to see the lock. <laughs> the handles. So the handle has a lock for the wheel. Yes. Because you see that string going from the handle down to the wheel. Thanks. <laughs> but I, I'll look at this picture again. But I must say, after you went into my attention, I was like, what? First, I was like, come on, man. ADA, respect the Disability Act. You know what I mean? Respect <laughs> it. But then I got on a train another day, and I see this guy was sitting down. This lady comes over. This guy jumps up like, oh, hold my seat. And she's like, yeah. Like, she was desperate for the seat. And I'm like, but right there, you have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> right there, right there. Right there, you have a seat. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll post. We'll hear what you I got to say. The whatnot should be, don't get up. <laughs> That's the whatnot. Just sit down and have that person sit on their walker. But we'll post it so y'all can check it out. It's a little humorous. <laughs> That's our cast for today. So check us out. Like us, love us, share us. Listen, if y'all ain't making these numbers grow, we don't know how long we're going to be here. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> episode 51. Tell you. That's a year's worth of episodes. <laughs> I don't know how much longer we got in us. Today's show was looking like I need to pour some gas in that tank, but don't worry. Like, like um, who is it when those white people pour some sugar on me? I don't know what is sugar right now. But anyway, shout out again to Melly Soul. Let's have her take us out. <laughs>